0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. Got a really awesome episode and really great guest. Sydney Porter, safety for the St. Thomas Bobcats, comes on. At uh, the beginning of the show, it will be him. And then after this intro and the interview with Sydney, it'll be just me doing a little midweek recap on men's and women's soccer and volleyball. Then we'll get Josh on the show, and it is his birthday. So be sure to wish everybody, wish him a happy birthday. We'll get into more of that. Later, but before we get into this interview with Sydney Porter, this episode is brought to you by Believe It Nutrition. Believe It Nutrition is located on 2027 State Road 60 East in Lake Wells, Florida. Look, it's a great spot for athletes. A lot of protein shakes, meal replacement shakes, uh, energy drinks, a bunch of teas. This is a great place. What can I say? I've been there a couple. Couple times I had their shake of the week this week, which is the Jack Skeleton. It's kind of an ice cream flavor. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was kind of more vanilla plain kind of kind of shake, but it was a good one. And the Oogie Boogie tea, which is blue blast and lemonade, also a great tea they had. So go there and check them out. And when you go there, say you you heard it on SunCast for ten percent off of your order. All right. And here is St. Thomas defensive captain and safety Big O number zero sydney porter all right we welcome on a very special guest it is sydney porter aka agent zero the safety for the saint thomas bobcat sid how you doing my boy hey i'm doing great man thank you guys for having me man yeah absolutely had a little bit of connection issue before we uh started recording so we're all doing this one over over the phone i think it's the first time we've done one like officially over the phone but i think it'll be Good quality. It's like it's coming up uh, on the software, pretty good, pretty good. But yeah, man, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're a guy we obviously have talked a good bit about here on the show. Uh, you know, you're one of the best defensive backs in the conference, and I mean, it's it, it shown it's shown a pretty good bit. Back to back players of the year. But you know, we started a little bit before your time at Saint Thomas. You were a South, you're a South Florida guy, born and raised, shot out Bower County. But you know. Yes, sir. Kind of like where I'm from with Georgia and Texas and South Cali. You know, South Florida is a hotbed for football and football recruits. What makes Boward County one of the best areas for high school football?
1: Oh, man, the powerhouses are uh, the speed, the intensity of the game, the energy. Every week is a um, big week. You know, every week you got to prepare to play somebody's good. So that, that's, that's the
0: difference between us and uh, different states and counties. Yeah, absolutely. I never got the chance to play anybody from, like, South Florida. I did get to play a Dr. Phillips up in Orlando. And, I mean, you know, Georgia won that battle. You know, Georgia usually beats Florida in, in most things. But, oh, you know, stop it. <laughs> was just, just another, you know, Josh, a big Florida fan, had to throw a little jab there.
2: <laughs> so, Sid, um, before St. Thomas, you played at a pretty prestigious university in Marshall University. Um, what were some of the challenges you faced playing in that cold weather And being so far from home? Um, actually I didn't um I didn't get a chance to play in the
1: game, you know, but um it was a great opportunity that I was blessed with, um going to play Division One football. Um so um the challenges that I faced um was being away from my family. You know, I had different uh family issues going on. That's one of the reasons I came back um back to Florida you know to uh get that close to my family and, and help them with whatever they was going through but yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful for the opportunity that Marshall gave me you know I still have a couple of uh, friend guys that's there that still play. I still root for them every saturday
0: so. yeah i'm sure you got to talk a lot with them after they beat Notre Dame what do they say about that experience going to South Bend
1: hey man it's it's crazy because when I when we when I first got there uh, that's the only game that we were talking about uh, when we played Notre, Notre Dame in a couple of years, and they thought, well, I was, I was being, and living in reality, and I was saying, man, y'all crazy, we didn't go beat Notre Dame. <laughs> they was like, no, man, we go beat them, man, watch, we go beat them, man.' they, them boys did everything they said they was going to do, and I, you know, my hat goes out to all them boys that's still up there, that's getting it in, grinding it out, you know, they put Marshall on the map
0: absolutely it's a really nice area we got to go up there Weber got to go up there uh last year when we played uh i believe pikeville and we got to be around that campus a little bit Re- really really nice area but you know go- going back to st thomas and your time with the bobcats when you first. Uh, came to Miami Gardens, you made an immediate impact. You were a first-team all-conference player in 2020 and last year in 2021. What, what prepared you for that moment coming into St. Thomas and making an immediate impact?
1: Um, when I first got to St. Thomas, I came in with my chin down, um, ready to grind. Um, I felt like I had a, a, a setback. I felt like everybody just turned it back, back on me. Um, they counted me out. So I had a little chip on my shoulder. I had to, you know, show people back home what I'm still made of and that whatever I was going through, that that didn't change anything, change who I am. I'm still going to grind out. I'm still going to make plays. I'm still going to be sitting for it at the end of the day.
0: Love that, and without a doubt, was looking like at the start of this season, you're off to an amazing start. You know, one of y'all's big games against Kaiser, you had 14 uh, tackles. We're going to get a little bit into that game. You know, it obviously did not end exactly how y'all wanted, but you you had a good game. You've had an incredible season. You got a chance to play a D1 team uh, up in Butler and another really good NEA <clears throat> team in St. Xavier. You obviously bought out. Then, but I'm sure a big thing for you and a, you know, keeping that chip on your shoulder is you're wanting to be a Division One guy or not a Division One, a uh, first, first team all NAI NAI guy heading into your. Is this your junior or senior year? Uh, this is this is my junior year. Okay, good. So we get so we get one more dance with one another. I get to come to you one time. You got to come to the bad one time, man. <laughs> so uh,
2: said so speaking of uh, keeping your chin down, I really like that mentality. I kind of um, model. You know, my athletic career in the same way. So um, more specifically, what can you give me a little bit of an idea what the, the lifting schedule looks like? Like, for example, on a game week or even in the offseason, like what kind of what kind of things do you do approach you take? Just kind of get a little insight on how that goes for you.
1: Um, first off, I would like to give a shout-out to um, our strength coach. Uh, no offense to anyone around the country. I feel like we have the best strength coach as, and, um Coach Scola and Coach um, D. Um, their intensity, their energy is very – it's unmatched, you know, and those guys have us working. In the season, we get out there like four four times a week. You know, during the season, we lift two times a week, and some guys, if, if they feel like it, they'll, they'll get a, a third lift in. But – you know, the the, the strength the staff strength here is very amazing. They, they keep our head on level and, and straight, and we get out of
0: it. Absolutely. You know, I think that's a backbone to any successful program. You have to have a really good strength coach you know, Weber's definitely got that now in Coach Craig. You know, I feel the same way about him. I think he's one of the best in the country. You say your guy is one of the best. I mean, I think it's obviously showing just on a physical standpoint from Weber. I believe we're a lot more physical team than what we were last year. And, I mean, y'all are obviously one of the most physical teams in the NAIA. Um, Another really physical team, uh, or two physical teams in the conference, are Kaiser and Ave Maria. Uh, Look, you and I both – uh, both suffered tough losses to them, y- y'all to Kaiser and us to Ave. Uh, wh- what was the team's reaction the following week? And then, how did y'all kind of bounce back and start preparing for your crosstown rivals in Florida Memorial? Oh
1: uh, man, that, that week uh, against Kaiser, that was a tough loss. Um, uh, the team overall performance wasn't uh, it wasn't good enough, as you can see. Uh, right. Whether it was defense, offense, or special teams, you know, we we don't point at one group. You know, we all take accountability for the loss. You know, for the defense, uh, they don't score, they don't win, and you know we gave up uh, 31 points or uh, however many points we gave up. Mm. You know, offense we had t- hella turnovers and special teams we made a few errors. But um, like I was saying, with our coaching staff, uh, they did a terrific job of uh, getting us back on track. Like they turned the uh, intensity up, the energy they brought it every day. It's not just one day uh, or one period throughout practice. It's every day, all day. Whether it's in the cafeteria, whether it's just walking around campus, whether it's in a uh, coach's office, you know their their energy was always up, and um, we just, um, you know, had to keep our like I said, I like to say keep a chin down. We, we kept our chin down, and we came in with the mentality Sunday uh, that somebody got to pay the price, and that's how we uh, came in Sunday and practiced the Monday and. You know, we went over to Florida Memorial and, you know, dominated
0: over there. I love hearing that y'all obviously had a really good start to y'all's season. And then you play a Kaiser team and for the first, you know, I'd say 15, 20 minutes, y'all, y'all pretty well dominate them and get up to a big lead and then I don't want to say blow it, but they they come back on y'all and, and, and beat y'all, and it's it's got to be very frustrating. But the mark of a really great team is when you get hit, when you get knocked down, what you going to do? And you obviously bounce back with a huge win against Flomo, and I think Weber, we're definitely trying to repeat that this coming up Saturday.
1: Change your eyes both up.
2: Speaking of Flomo, um, after, you know, kind of watching the, some of the highlights and getting some feedback from other people, the game seemed to have got a little bit chippy. Um, a little bit you know some cheap shots and things like that um what's it like playing a team that you got mutual dislike for one another so close to one another? you probably have homeboys on the team, whatever the case is what's it like playing a game like that when a team starts to get a little disrespectful and a little chippy
1: um it's It's actually pretty cool playing to get some of the um some of your friends you know cousins old coaches um it's 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 actually cool you know we we just have to pick, uh keep our composure. Um, it's called the Battle of Miami Garden, so it's a big pain to certain individuals. Um, the tempers just started to flare. The band started to play. And then, boom, both sidelines jumping up and down. Uh, that happened for about five minutes, you know. But, you know, we rallied the guys together and told them that we had to still finish the game. We could settle everyone down, finish the game. Um, it was it was pretty cool in, 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 in my eyes. You know, certain people didn't like it, but... It's all right. We we still dominate and finished the arm um, game how we
0: supposed to finish. It. Yeah, I remember hopping on your live the other night and you were talking about the band playing uh, and all <laughs> that. It's a super cool thing. One of my, the best parts about um, an HBCU is the band and having the band. The game, basketball games, they everywhere. Every sporting yeah. event, they are there. They are loud, and it's a huge advantage. And they gonna and if it's a nearby game. Best believe they're gonna be traveling. I think if whoever wasn't so far, we'd be pretty well expecting them to be to be there, and they might have to bring their own stands or be standing up or something when they come here. But I fully expect expect them to, to bring that energy no matter what uh, this coming up week. But you know, looking at you, you're obviously you're hard hitting safety, you're a good coverage guy. Who was a guy you know when you were growing up that you're watching or even playing in the league or in college now that you modeled your game after?
1: um so a lot of people ask me this question like who do i model my game out to? and i i used to say uh like the sean taylor uh the oh, ed reed yeah. the brian darkens um but i didn't i didn't like watch a little more film watch a little more football and, and actually the, the person i won't say i model my game but i find that we play similarly together um is Jamal Adams, um, the way he steps to make a tackle, the way he plays in the box, his play recognition. Um, you know, I, I, I won't say I bottle my game after him, but i, I definitely be watching it, and, and we definitely have some similarities there. Um, so hats off to Jamal Adams, man.
0: So you're kind of like one of those DBs. You know, sometimes DBs are kind of looked at a little bit more the pretty boys of the team, not wanting to yeah. go and hit so much. You fall under that more, nah, I'm going to come and you going to know. You going to know what's up.
2: I mean similar, similar to Ryan Cunningham at Southeast. Yeah, very, I mean, yeah. very physical, very physical safeties. Yeah, we're not two safeties on
0: us. of that same. We are come here, we to hit you in the mouth. Boy. Absolutely. Yeah. I,
2: th- I think football needs more of that. Football is be extremely soft. Don't even get me started Yeah, I mean, I had yeah the, <laughs> the game, the
1: game that got watered down. You know, like I try to, I try to keep my composure during the game. You know, I like to come down and get a couple of big hits if I can without getting flags. But you know, the the rush. The ref, they actually come talk to me before the game. It's like they be watching film. They actually come talk to me. Hey, zero, a hey, we 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 know they are. Their coaches are already telling us to watch out for you, you target. Yeah, so
2: Man, that, that's a good it's, it's problem cool. to have, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't even want to get started on that topic. I can I can talk about that for for a long time. You get really personal with my teams and how oh, yeah. it's affected us, but we won't get into that. But, um, one thing I'm curious about. I'm really big into. When I like to talk to, like, athletes of different sports, I like to um, kind of get to know, like, what it's like on their game day because every sport is different. Um, so take me through your game day and all you do in preparation for kickoff. So Saturday morning you wake up, give me a little rundown, reader's digest of what goes into all of that.
1: Oh, game day, game day. So usually game day, I uh, after I wake up and do my toiletries. Um, my first stop is uh, Burger King. Uh, I have to go get my French toast sticks and uh, hash browns. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, I, I gotta have that before the game. But um, after that, you know, I come back, settle down for a little bit, and then we have we'll have pregame meals. Um, whether um depending on the um time of the game. And um, by this time, when I get pregame meal, uh, my headphones are on, so everybody knows. Like, don't even bother him, cause probably young boys in his ear and you know that plate. <laughs> That playlist is in full effect. Um, after after pregame, you know, I, you know, I go lay down for a few, a couple of hours before the field opens. And most of my teammates don't notice. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But by this time, I still have my headphones on. But I just switch between uh, hip hop and rap. Now I'm listening to gospel music to to settle me down, to get my heart rate down, to ease my mind. And I'm praying at this moment. Um, by this time after after we come in the field
0: closes it's time you know to go get ready and you know go win a football game oh, yeah. I love that. that that's awesome it's just like you can go from that you will know, hype them up hype them up hype them up and then just go yeah. like whoosh I mean it's kind of, kind of what I go what I do it's just I don't listen to gossip music I just kind of just zone out I put my headphones in yeah. but a lot of the time, yeah. I don't have anything playing at all it's just I don't want anybody to talk to me I just yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to talk to a couple of my boys and then Let's just get ready to ride. I love that, man. That's incredible. Uh, you know, especially. defensive back is one of the hardest positions. I'd say it's probably one of the top five to ten hardest positions to play in sports, uh, especially in today's game. There's such a pass-friendly and offensive-happy league uh, you know, game overall now. what, what do you? What are some aspects of playing safety or defensive back that the average viewer just doesn't see? Oh
1: man, nah. um, I can I can name a lot of things, uh, but mainly it's it's the eye discipline. Man. You you have to have make sure your eyes are on your man or or on your gap or, you know, in the right spot because you know the quarterback a lot to you. If, if you never heard that, uh, I'm telling you, the quarterback a lot to you. Yeah, they're a the lot to you. Um, so your your eye discipline have to be on point on uh, your feet as well because the game is based off inches and seconds. I mean, if you don't have quick feet or able to get out of break fast, a good quarterback can put the ball where you can't touch it and it's only inches away. So those are two things that um, that I try to work on throughout the um, week, no matter who we play. Um, it's my eye discipline and my feet has to, has to be quick.
0: Okay, well, I, I can promise you this. Whatever Cody's eyes are quarterbacks, it is the 100% truth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tell you that a little bit, but, um, uh, but going back to your, your time at St. Thomas, I'm sure, I mean, you, using that, uh, you know, that aspect of the game, because you know, I'm a football guy, I uh, uh, play a lot, you know, some of that it, it, I recognize, but, you know, even like going back and thinking about it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's an aspect, you know, that I just don't really think about. Um, you know, I don't play DB. I play punter. Um, and, you and know, know, I, I'm
2: a catcher in baseball, so I yeah. definitely didn't know that. Yeah, So, and
0: I'm sure a lot a lot of people listening don't uh, – they're like, oh, wow, I didn't, didn't even th- think about mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's so true, though, because if you're trying to read the quarterback's eyes and he's looking at the, the slant over the middle and you take that step up to try to take it away, well, boom, now you got mm-hmm. the post going over your head for 80 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be real frustrating. That just means Monday morning – and, and film, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's
2: going to be gut wrenching seeing the ADR touchdown on your head.
0: Oh yeah, it sucks, sucks. Uh, But but I don't want to talk talk too much about bad memories or anything like anything like that. Well, you, getting in year three now at Saint Thomas, uh, you, you're one of the leaders, uh, great guy. I was talking with uh, somebody at Saint Thomas earlier today, and they're like, "Wow, I can't can't believe you get him on. It's awesome, awesome to have him on and hear from him." But what were your some some of your favorite moments that you've had as a Bobcat?
1: Oh man, I, it's, I can go games, I can go practice, but um, right, let's go a couple. Um, we
0: can go a couple practice, and we can go, give us a couple games. All that.
1: Right. Uh, I give you some games. Um, definitely, um, three weeks ago when we um, beat uh, Southeastern, you know that was the first our first win over them in, in program history, and you know we played we didn't play our best football, but we played some good football, you know. um – we started off fast, and you know we held onto the league. It was it was a good game. That's one of the that's probably a top memory. Yeah. Um. Uh, this past week, like the football game, man, that game was actually like to me that game was lit. Like I said, the band, the band had everything going. You know, fans. I got a lot of my a lot of my family was down to see me play. You know, uh, it was the day before my birthday, so. You know, I'll I forever cherish that moment. Um, that's right. That's right.
0: Happy belated
2: birthday. That's by right. Way. We were supposed to leave.
0: We literally had it in appreciate, our notes, appreciate. Happy belated birthday. I can't believe we <laughs> messaged it. you. In, but you know, we did one and say, Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, it. i tell you, I mean, that's something. Uh, that, another thing uh, that we have in common. Uh, I didn't want to cut you off if you have some more memories or something we have in common. Uh, Weber, that was our first win over Southeastern in seven years since 2014, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, you know, going there and beating them was electric. And I mean, I, you've gotten to play uh, over there at Victory Field. It, it's yeah, one yeah. of the best atmospheres. Yeah, a pretty cool stadium, conference. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's, a, that's a pretty cool stadium. They scored a fire goal. Yeah, that's a pretty cool stadium,
0: man. Yeah, we put the fire out, though. That, that, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, one last thing I got
2: for you, Sydney. Um If you had to play one position outside of the offensive bag, what would it be and why? I already have my guess about what you're going to say, but I want to see if you can hit uh, hit that same position.
1: Uh, if I had to play up one position outside of defense, uh, I'd probably go – I would say offense and I'd say receiver, but I'd probably choose linebacker. Oh. Yeah, I knew it. We yeah. just
0: said it to each other before <laughs> yeah. you said it. Yeah. <laughs> middle linebacker, I, bro. Yeah,
1: middle linebacker. I'd rather, I'd rather hunt for the ball and hit people. Oh. And I know somebody out there that's thinking like me that if, if they catch me come across the middle, uh, they go going to try to knock my helmet off. So I'd rather just stay on this, the, the defense side of the ball and just do all the hitting and make all the tackles, you know. It's not fun getting hit, I can tell you
2: that. a lot more fun hitting people. Absolutely. Yes. I did play football back in high school and growing up and stuff. And, you know, once you go through that stage of, okay, it's not scary anymore now it's fun, I get to hit people. You start yeah. to grow up a little bit and you're like, okay, that felt good to knock him on his back and look down at him. You know, so yeah, I definitely
0: feel yeah. you there. Yeah. All right. Sidney, uh, we really appreciate you coming on, man. If you have anything you, you want to add or ask, it's, it, the mic's all you, man.
1: And uh, I just appreciate you guys for uh, having me. Um, I reached out to you guys. I, I, I truly appreciate this opportunity, you know, speaking my story, um, of touching it on a, a little bit. Um, I just, you know, felt thankful for this opportunity that Coach Reichel and Coach Gray gave me at St. Thomas University. And um, you
0: still rolling, man. Yes, sir. Much love. Hey, Best of uh, luck to you. Yes, sir. Hey, back, after back. Uh, the game uh, in a couple of weeks, definitely got to get a picture with you, Tay, and uh, Tyler for sure, man. Most definitely. Most deaf. I got you. All right. Much love, man. Have a good night. All right. Love. You too. All right. Again, I uh, really appreciate Sydney Porter coming on. It was a great interview. But let's get into a little bit of a midweek recap. And I think in recent memory, probably one of the craziest and most Headlines, definitely the most headlines we've gotten out of a midweek, especially in volleyball and women's soccer. We will start over with volleyball. One, a team that has really turned their season around, has gotten hot at the right time. The Florida Memorial Lions, the Sousa Twins, continue to do great. Buseke has become one of the top two or three uh, setters in the Sun Conference. They swept Warner, who is, you know, is kind of a struggling team in volleyball. But we look at this. Florida Memorial team, and they're jockeying for a position, especially with what happened earlier this week with Ave Maria falling, which we will get into in a second. This is a Flomo team who, if things start going right for them down the stretch, could very well find themselves the number two seed heading into the tournament and getting some games played over in Miami Gardens. Look, speaking of Miami Gardens and where there will be plenty, plenty of games played uh, in the Sun Conference tournament, and it looks like the team who has taken pretty good strong at that number one spot with volleyball is St. Thomas. Uh, you know, Kova had, an, a, had a great game with 11 kills. Tavares with 23 assists for the Bobcats. Uh, you know, I had Coach and Mia on last episode. Really excited for this Bobcat team coming down the stretch. We're going to see them live in action for the first time this season uh, coming up Sunday. You can catch that on the Sun Digital Network as they take on Weber International University at 1 o'clock over in beautiful Babson Park. I will be on the call. I'm sure you all have uh, heard me on there a couple times before. This will be one of the few times I'm not doing color. Uh, my good friend and co-host on, on the Warrior Sports Network, Jeff Maleski, will be out of town. So I'll be doing play-by-play for volleyball. And I'll be joined by Chris, I believe, will be my color guy. We're going to have a great time there uh, for sure. The St. Thomas team has completely – Set themselves aside as the number one team in the conference in my power rankings. uh, A lot of that was due to what happened this weekend, or excuse me, this week outside of their play. But I mean, their play has been impeccable. I mean, they just dominated a Kaiser team who, at the beginning of the season or the beginning of the Sun Conference season, were receiving votes from the NAI, and they dismantled them. They didn't let them score 20 points once. They beat them in the teens all the time. I mean, it was an absolute statement win for the Bobcats, and they are playing the best volleyball in the conference, and some of the best volleyball in the entire NAIA right now. Um, I've said on here before, I don't know how deep a Sun Conference team could go in the NAIA tournament. However, I do think St. Thomas is starting to, they're, they're starting to play great volleyball at the right time. They have a lot of momentum going forward. I think they are a team who could mess around and do something in the tournament against some of those powerhouse teams in the Midwest. Uh, speaking of teams in the Sun Conference, I thought I had a chance of that. Ave Maria slipped up at the furnace. It was too hot for him in Lakeland at Southeastern. Pulled up a four-set incredible upset. Did not really see that one coming. There was a lot we did not see coming, uh, especially Wednesday. Uh, just so mo- I mean, Most of y'all know, y'all saw on Instagram, I was at the St. Thomas Warner men's soccer game, which we'll get into later. And I posted a meme about it and all that. Look... I was not expecting any of this to happen. You know, I honestly was kind of thinking about leaving the soccer game at one point. But I checked down at my phone. I'm like, oh, okay, St. Thomas is taking care of business against Kaiser, and that's not crazy. Weber's up two sets against Coastal Georgia. Okay, nothing crazy. Uh, Ave's up up one. Or excuse me, yeah, Ave's up one set, leading in the second set against Southeastern. They'll probably take care of business. And I get home and uh row. I did not. I did not. Uh, he did not exactly go in that occurrence, but. All-around great showing for South Southeastern. Ali weight, led the way, 34 assists. She has turned into an absolute beast at assisting this year. Past couple, uh, last season she did well for the Fires. She's doing really great of late for them. Casimir uh, also had 30 digs. Warnicki six blocks. So the defense was definitely there against a very strong defensive team in the Jirens. And we're looking at you know positions and seating. This was a huge one for Southeastern, who is kind of uh, right there on the edge, maybe kind of, sort of, and now you're looking at the way the, the conference is lining up, heading down the stretch. Nobody wants to be that sixth seed and likely traveling down to Miami Gardens to face off against St. Thomas. And um, the team we're about to get into very well might be in that boat, and that's the Weber International University Warriors. Look, y'all know how I feel about Weber. Y'all know... I go there. I love Weber, but I can't defend Weber, so much. And I have to be brutally honest when it's time to be. I don't know what what happened in coast, uh, up in Brunswick. I don't know what what it is about East Georgia, but Weber didn't want nothing to do with it. Uh, this this episode, I'll just be honest. This episode is going to kill a lot of Weber cast. Um, comments or anything like that. It's uh, it, it, if you're a fan of Weber, if you go to Weber, I'd recommend skipping sk- skipping some of this because it's not going to be fun. Um, that was terrible. That's a game you have to win. It's Coastal Georgia. With all due respect, they're the bottom, they're, they're in last in the Sun Conference standings. You are up two sets. I don't care. Look, I know they've struggled on the road. I said it on the last episode, You, they had to clean things up on the road. And as soon as I said that, boom, they did against Warner. It's almost like when I said it, magically fixed it. They went on. They dominated Warner the rest of the match. They go, and they're up two. Like I said earlier, I saw they were up two sets against Coastal Georgia. Nothing to worry about. I'll get the graphic posted. No, 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 no. That did not happen. They went up there, went up two sets, dominated two sets. I'll give them that. They looked amazing first two sets. Dominating. And then at the end, it was, you know, t- talking with some of the players just mistake after mistake after mistake. And I won't go into too many details or anything like that. But I mean, from what I've heard, this is not the direction that I expected Weber to be going at all. I mean, broadcasting their games and how they looked a few weeks ago versus how they have looked their last – Three matches, it's not ideal, and they have got they, they got to figure it out in a hurry because they got a couple matchups with St. Thomas coming up, I believe some more with Flo, I believe at least one more with Flomo. They got to find a way to win one of those. They have got to find a way to win one of those, and they got I two of those three, I believe, will be in Babson Park where they do play a lot better. So, if you're a Weber fan and you are still listening to this point, you better be there and you better be loud because they need. They need your support, and it, it better be loud. And they they're gonna need they're gonna need the home court advantage. But uh, t- something I don't want to do at all is take away from what Coastal Georgia did. I think that's something uh, media people like myself do a lot. And when it's a a win, there's gonna be a loss for a team that should have won. We tend to overshadow the fact how well one team played. There's a Coastal Georgia team who for lack lack of a better word they don't really have a ton to play for they didn't have a ton to play for before Wednesday night and they go out there they fall down two sets pretty much I mean what's happened all year for the the Mariners fall down two sets nothing at home oh boy here we go again but then they get one set and then they get another next thing they're in the fifth set Chance to win a conference game and have a shot of making a run. Because there's still a shot. They can make this conference tournament. They are not mathematically out of this. And they come back and beat a Weber team who, at certain points, I had as the third-best volleyball team in this conference. Uh, Gikadorah for Coastal Georgia did an excellent job, a couple aces and four blocks. Uh, The star and definitely a Volleyball Player of the Week nominee is definitely Rebecca Brown setting her personal best, 42 assists, an incredible job. Perez Rosales, 17 kills led the way for the Mariners. So hats off to them. I mean, that shows a lot of resilience for a team that I saw play play in Babson Park a few weeks ago, and they just could not get it together. It was Weber, I I think Weber played really good volleyball that night, but they didn't do anything spectacular and they swept them right right out the door, and it looked like Weber was about to do that again Wednesday night, had no problem, and then boom, Coastal Georgia absolutely stepped it up. Um, And also, my apologies to Coastal Georgia for the late score graphic. I just wasn't prepared for it. I mean, honestly, I'll hand up. I wasn't ready for that. I did not think that, I thought it was over. I'm like, all right, nothing crazy is happening. I'll just catch i all just watch the soccer game and go on, and we'll be fine with it. But that, uh. It didn't happen. <laughs> the straight up didn't happen, and y'all showed out. So kudos to Coastal Georgia. We will stick in Georgia, but we will move over to men's soccer as one of the most impressive men's soccer results of the week happened uh, all the way down in the 229, South Georgia, as Ave Maria took on the Thomas Nighthawks, and Thomas made a statement dismantling Ave Maria, 7 0. Very impressive from Thomas, who we said last week they were right there in it with a very good Kaiser team. They drew with a very good Weber team who has uh, come to life, and we'll get into their game against uh, winning against a, a you know, pretty good Florida Memorial team. But as Thomas absolutely dominating, Rand got a pair of goals for the Nighthawks. Alex Rand, I believe I'm saying that last name right. Um, he's definitely up for a Men's Soccer Player of the Week nomination. But they they did just have a draw against Florida College uh, yesterday, but that 7-0 win against Ave Maria has got to build a lot of confidence for the Nighthawks moving down as they're looking to get into the Sun Conference tournament as we head down the stretch. Also in men's soccer, we had a matchup I was extremely interested in seeing as the number five Kaiser Seahawks took on Southeastern, who the fact that the Fire aren't ranked in the top 25, ridiculous. They're 27th in the nation, but they're not 26 teams better than Southeastern. But that did not matter. I don't think the Seahawks quite got the memo on that one as they got their sixth clean sheet in their last seven matches. Nabat has been incredible. End goal, that entire back line has been amazing. Camacho netted one from the spot. Montez Silva added on late for Kaiser. That was pretty much the dagger off of a Corrado rebound. Uh, Corrado had a solid game and goal for Southeastern. He had a good save and then fell right to the feet of Montez Silva, and he had ice in his veins to slot it home. Uh, And, again, I mean, Kaiser, the defending champs, they did this last year. They had a little bit slower start to the season. They just kept getting better and better and better and look at crazy stat i got here and this has actually changed um so kaiser men's and women's are combined 22 0 and 3 so that's 22 wins zero losses and three draws they're outscoring opponents 111 to 15 and have 16 shutouts and 25 combined games but this is the best soccer program in the country and it's not close i think this is these are two teams that have much more than conference championships in their, in their minds and in their futures. I think there's both teams that are going to make runs at the Red Banner, especially that the women's soccer team, who uh, we will get into women's soccer. Very eventful day uh, in women's soccer. If it happened Wednesday, we will get into that uh, here shortly. Um, also in men's soccer, Weber International University just set... Just took out the flame of a very hot team in Florida Memorial, who was riding a couple impressive wins and a very impressive draw against St. Thomas. But Weber went on the road; they traveled down same day travel game to Florida Memorial, and Jose Udeze, who's up for definitely up for a Player of the Week nomination, has himself a goal and assist. Luke Pivarelle and Mark Bonifay also add on for the Warriors. Hanso had three saves in net. Uh, it was pretty close first half, was kind of back and forth, both teams filling each other out, but then it was pretty much all Weber. They did give up a late goal to make it 2-1, make things a little interesting, but Weber did slot one home late, making it 3-1 and pretty much putting out any sort of rally from Florida Memorial. I guess Weber team has proven they are a very strong side. Uh, I looked at that draw against Thomas earlier in the year, as a, or I think it was a week or two ago. It's not exactly a result they may have wanted, but now looking at Thomas, I think they're a much better team, and that draw on the road is not a bad point at all for them. And they got a lot ahead of them. They have a lot of tests in front. They got Weber, South, excuse me, Weber has Southeastern, St. Thomas, and Kaiser still to come. So we'll kind of see how everything will shake out. I do think those are the four best teams in the Sun Conference. Uh, I think you could flip-flop St. Thomas and Kaiser pretty well, and I think you could flip-flop Weber and Southeastern pretty well. Um, I would say it's razor thin. I'd probably give a slight edge to St. Thomas over Kaiser, and I think uh, you have a little bit of a, drop, a slight drop-down, and I think I would put Southeastern over Weber very close, though. And, I mean, this will all play itself out. All four of those teams still have to play one another, and, this, they all, and they all play in the next two weeks. Yeah, they all, all the games are coming right up. So we'll find out a lot. This has essentially played itself out to see who's going to be hosting a conference tournament game and who's going to have to travel. And, you know, that's obviously a huge deal, huge advantage. You want to play at home. You know, traveling in the NAI is not great. And obviously a home field advantage would be nice for any of these teams. All right, we're going to finish up with women's soccer before we have Josh back on the podcast for us to talk about stuff and football and all that good good old deal. Um, I think we'll start with the least weighted of the three because i got a lot to get into with two of them. Uh, Southeastern spoils Ave Maria's senior day. Uh, early on, I was like, oh boy, Southeastern. You know, this is a Southeastern team who had a 0-0 draw against Weber, and that draw is not aging kindly in their, in their fav- favor. However, I mean, it was on the road, but I mean, uh, Southeastern Weber, it's not too far of a trip. Anyways, they go on a much further trip, about two and a half hours south to Ave Maria. They fall behind early. Ave beat Southeastern last year, and... I was like, oh, boy, here we go. I mean, maybe this Southeastern team isn't quite as strong as what we were thinking. You know, this Ave team is chippy. They can play good. They have Wolf up top at any moment. Uh, they also have, uh, I believe Brown up top. Extremely good who caught the defender sleeping. And after about 10 minutes, they and Ave scoring, uh, no pun intended here, but Southeastern got a fire lit, lit up under their tails, and they went on to score five unanswered and just absolutely dominated. Carissa King had a pair of goals, Uh, Watkins, Lozano, and Carnes also added on. Holly Eddins only had to make one save throughout the entire match for Southeastern, and it was a very dominant, very impressive win. Uh, That's very hurtful for Ave Maria, though. I mean, uh, for them to make the tournament, them and Warner are going to be kind of jockeying for those last couple spots, and that, poof, that was a tough loss, especially being up one senior day at home. I mean, all the momentum was in your favor. Everything was in front of you with 80 minutes to play. You're up 1-0, and whew, it was all southeastern from there. Okay, the next two. I think I'll start with Kaiser and Thomas because I'm going to go off on the other one for a, a lot longer. Okay, this was an amazing game. And it. I don't know if it exposed Kaiser at all, but I think it just highlighted how good Thomas is and how Thomas can really beat anybody in the country with how strong their back line is. I think they have probably the best fullback pairing in the Sun Conference, and obviously they they have the best keeper in, in the conference. I don't really know if there's a huge argument up there. I think you got Goodall up there, and obviously Grace from Kaiser, you could, could definitely make arguments for. Cam at Weber could, could make that argument, but I would probably say Emery Emily, Emily, sorry, Emily uh, Lamora for the Nighthawks. Uh, I, I think she's the best keeper in the in the Sun Conference, quite possibly the NAI. I mean, I'm not going to make a guarantee on that because you know I'm not a NAI guy. Not going like I, I know every person in the NAI outside of the Sun Conference. Not going to do that. Um, this was a this is a game that had a point in it. That everybody needs to understand. In every sport, no matter what it is, college football, NFL, baseball, 50 50 calls are 50 50 for a reason. They are not easy. And let's just be honest, we don't exactly have the most expertise referees or umpires. I don't even know, I think they would do a good job, a fair job. But 50-50 calls are not easy, especially in pivotal points in the match. And no matter what, at whatever level, usually a 50-50 call tends to go to the best team in the conference. That's just the way it is. And if anybody, if you don't agree with that, I don't know what to tell you. you look back, Alabama football, for example, always gotten the better 50-50 calls. Patriots, look at the New England Patriots right there. Tuck rule. There's a lot, lot of points we can bring. I can have a Pittsburgh Steelers fan come on here right now. Not, but I got him in the room. I'm not, but he can tell you about playing New England. Ball was in. Tight end score a couple years ago, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. That's just the way it is. Now, got a lot of people in the comments section. A lot of people DMing about the certain play that happened that led to the game-winning goal. As a goalkeeper, I probably would have argued for it. I think it was close. I think that from looking at it on the live stream, I don't think it was. it would it'd have been tough for me. It would have been tough for me to make that call as a referee. I'll say that. I don't think I would have called it a foul. I think if we were in the Premier League and we had VAR, and we looked at it and we looked at all the different angles and we had five different camera angles at it. Probably. There probably could have been. I don't want to take anything away from Kaiser, though. They went up on the road and, you know, they're going to get everybody's best shot. You're the number one team in the country. You're the number one team in this conference. You're going to get everybody's best shot. And they did. They absolutely did. As a goalkeeper, I'd want that to be a foul, though. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think it was a foul. I'm not really sure. I I, I lean to it maybe, but I'm the referee. That's a tough one to call. That's a dang tough one to call. Um, I don't know. I might get in trouble for that whole last little spill. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, but I, again, I don't want to take anything away from Kaiser. They they played an amazing game. Not their best game by any stretch of the imagination. Thomas Gate. Thomas played an incredible game as well. I think. Thomas gave Kaiser their best shot. I think Kaiser didn't. I think they gave him a very good shot. I'd probably rate their overall performance at BB+. And, you know, just to be honest, talent-wise, my friend, part coaching-wise, that's enough for Kaiser. That's enough to Kaiser to go on the road and get a tough win, however you look at it. Impress me enough. They're still, number, they're still number one team in the country in my books. I do think Thomas is an extremely good team, and I think they can beat anybody in this conference, and they just proved that. I mean, that's no—that's a team, Is a Kaiser team that has rolled everybody. The last two, not exactly though. Two nothing wins and two ones, it's a little bit more realistic standards. But I think we started to hold this Kaiser Seahawks women's soccer team to a different standard. Kind of similar to how Southeastern baseball standard was that I held them to in the spring. You know, so there's a team that could sweep their way through the regional play, through conference, the regional and World Series, and they almost did. They, they lost one game in that stretch. They swept the conference tournament. They swept their regional and they lost, uh, you know, they were up 1-0 in a not-must-win situation against LC. They lost, then they went, went on to win the whole daggum thing. That's not, that's not exactly uh, what Kaiser can do. I mean, they could lose a conference game, but that's an interesting thing about you know, soccer. <laughs> you, can't loo- you can't lose. You can't lose in Orange Beach, I don't think. I might be wrong about that. It might be a loser's bracket. In fact, I think there is. I don't know. We'll find out. You know I'll find out. Um, looks like I'll be going to uh, either the men's or the women's. I've applied for media credentials for both. Um, Talked with my, one of my friends up at the NAI. He's uh, said well, I'll be good to go, most likely. And just gotta cross a few, few T's, dot a few I's, but I'll be there. Um, probably more likely going to Orange Beach, just because I think there'll be a better, there, there'll be more Sun Conference representation in the women's soccer championship than the men's. Can't guarantee that though. We'll see. I'm gonna apply to both, and we'll. We'll find out. That's later today. And if you're worried about class, for me, don't be. Um, we're going to get that taken care of. Okay. I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else I need to talk about. All right? Good? Oh, yeah. No. No. Um, the, the number 12 ranked scab, bees beat Weber 9 nothing. 9. My mic just went red. I yelled right into it. 9 to nothing. I don't even want to talk about Weber right now. Because they did not play bad. I swear. Watch the game. Go watch the game. They did not play terrible. SCAD. If SCAD and Kaiser played yesterday. The exact same ways that they did. SCAD would have won that game probably 4-1. to Yeah. Probably 4-1. And maybe 3-1. May have shut him out also, because Godal made made some made a couple good saves. Her name wasn't called too much, but when it was, she was there. Ian Summer just had the best performance of any player in the Sun Conference this year. That's the most impressive, not just how she, not just scoring four goals, but how she went about them. None of them came cheap. She made excellent runs on pretty much all of them. Also had a really good assist. Abby Sadal would be this conference player of the week if it for Eden Summer, who has now scored five goals. She scored one against Ave earlier in the week. We're not even, not even getting into that one. Scored five goals, got a couple assists so far this week. They play again against a really good St. Thomas team. It'll be interesting to see if SCAD um, would bounce back. Look, came into this game, I thought straight up Weber would lose this game. I went thinking this. I wasn't thinking that. This was the best soccer performance I've watched. I don't know since probably I was a fan of MSN at Barcelona. That's what they look like. They 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 looked like if you picked up the style of play Barca does and put it in Savannah Georgia at seven o'clock. The SCAD B's complex. That's what it was. Um. I'm sure most of y'all have seen on Instagram the reel that I posted of the fourth goal of the night, the last one of the first half, Eanes third. That's one of the most impressive buildups I've seen this year. Started from the back, the Weber sent in a long ball, got intercepted. They connected 11 straight passes. Six of them were in their own half. Then they crossed over seven. Then quick release to the eighth. And they sent a through ball into Ean's. 9 who passed it to Abby who led on and finished a 1-2 and ain't fired at home. <laughs> this is why we need a YouTube. This is why we're getting YouTube because I would just be showing the highlights from this game over and over again. Look, you know I love my Weber. You know I love Weber. But Jesus, that could not happen. That could not Happen. Y'all could have gone up there and lost that game and been okay. I don't know how you bounce back from this. I really, really don't. This is as bad, if not worse, than Warner football losing 98 to nothing. Because they did it to a D1 team. Whoever just did it to a team in their own conference. It just got done to them. As for SCAD, if you think there are 11 teams left in the country that are better than the bees, you can just go ahead and leave this podcast. You just go ahead and forget about it. SCAD would be, SCAD, I don't, no, don't get me wrong. SCAD can't play like this for the rest of the year. They just can't. It's not possible, it's not feasible. You can't play perfect every game. And that's what they did. Like They played perfect, they played a perfect game. Matcha. What's, what's that? What's the meme? Um, who is it from The boys, Cam. Who's it from The Voice? Um, he's like it's perfect in every way. Come out here. Nope. Bl- blonde guy. Blonde guy shoots lasers. Not Peacemaker. That's that's different. I don't watch The Voice. It's not because I don't like superheroes, It's just I don't have. Uh, I don't have Amazon Prime. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we got it. Cam's my producer this episode. Okay, he's, he's on my couch waiting to go to Zaxby's with me. <laughs> uh, Anyways, it's a meme. I'm sure y'all have seen it. Like, it's perfect in every way. It's perfect. Everything about it. Homelander. Homelander. There it is. Got it. Homelander. It's a Homelander meme. It was perfect. That's what scab played. Anyways, back to the point. They can't do that for the rest of the year. But if they can get close to that, that's the only team in the country I think they can beat um Kaiser. At least the only team in this conference that could beat them if they play like that. This is gonna be a fun last couple of weeks because they still gotta play Southeastern and Kaiser. Kaiser still has to play Southeastern and SCAD and Southeastern still has got to play SCAD and Kaiser. St. Thomas's got St. Thomas isn't done yet either. St. Thomas has got to travel up to beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Get that party started. That'd be a fun one. Well I don't even know what I want, if I can end on anything besides SCAD. The most dangerous flying insect known to man. SCAD, women women's soccer bee. It's terrifying. I think the only thing people in Babson Park don't like or like less than that, probably the mayflies. If y'all don't know, the mayflies have hatched. They're awful. They're all over the place down here. A little annoying, annoying boogers. Oh, but they didn't score nine goals on our women's soccer team, so I don't know. Okay. All right, I'll flip it over to Josh and myself. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday my boy Josh, man. boy old, he's 22. He's just like me, for real. Happy birthday, bro, for real. Appreciate
2: you, bro. Appreciate
0: you. So I already gave people the rundown of everything happened midweek with everything not football. Obviously, football doesn't play midweek. So, everything's about right. We'll start our conference preview, or not conference, weekend, Sun conference preview with football. So, Josh, take it away. Um,
2: This weekend we got, you know, three big games. One really, really big game with Kaiser and Southeastern. Um, We can get started with that. Southeastern, you know, playing a home game after um, a tough loss to Weber before their bye week. Kaiser coming off a pretty good win um against Warner. But uh put it to him pretty good. Um Southeastern looking to get back on track. You know, lost that home for the first time in a very long time. Um Kaiser coming in on playing really, really good football. Um pretty balanced on in the air, on the ground, kinda of been just everything's been going their way so far the last few weeks after that gauntlet of schedule they played oh. southeastern definitely hoping to have Kalen Wiggins back at quarterback this week um seems to be the catalyst of that offense and even that team for the most part um but like i said from the very beginning i don't believe i believe kaiser will win the conference um they've proven that thus far and um I think Kaiser's going to be Southeastern. It's probably going to be a pretty close game, in my opinion, especially if Kalen Wiggins is playing. But I do like the Seahawks in a close game. I think there will be a good amount of points scored. Um, it's a matter of uh, what defense can get um, the most stops.
0: Um, but moving on, though. I'll be talking about some Kaiser and Southeastern a little bit later when we get into the other sports because that's probably the second biggest matchup the Seahawks and Firehawks. We'll get to that in a little bit. Sounds good. Oh
2: my god, my voice oh is boy. cracked. Boy, um, I've been yelling. Yeah, all day. Uh, Saint Thomas travels to Ave Maria this weekend, 7 p.m. kickoff. Um, Ave Maria off of a, a big program win against Weber last week. Um, a lot of people didn't probably didn't see that one coming, um, but Saint Thomas travels travels a little bit west to, to Ave. Saint Thomas uh, a big win against Flomo. Rontavious Farmer seems to have that, have that team on his back. He's insane. For the most part. Almost had 1,000 yards with still like four or five games to go. Um, just He's going to take that, the running back triple crown, yards, touchdowns, yards per carry. He's, he already has it, and then there's it's, almost no way that anyone else can catch up to him at this it's point. It's
0: crazy to think, but this is really a must-win game for St. Thomas. Like, if they lose this they're done. It's a must-win for both. Well, I mean, if Ave loses, there's are still only one loss. If St. Thomas loses, at they're at two. This is a good point. They have no shot at an at-large bid. They're already on the outside looking in as far as an at-large. They need other things to happen throughout the NAIA. And at two losses, you're not winning conference.
2: No, no, with Kaiser being undefeated and Weber only having one loss. Um, Southeastern only one loss, I believe, because that yeah. game against St. Thomas didn't Did count not, towards no, the they standings. They later in the year. But, I mean, St. Thomas been really reliant on the ground game as of late. Look to see if Tyler, they can get some going with Tyler Thomas this week. Shout out. Happy birthday, man. Share yes, a birthday sir. with you. Twins. Um, but, Ave, you know, looked so far this year have had a pretty solid defense. Gave up some points late to Weber, but, you know, had played a really good half against them. Mm-hmm. Um, gave some big troubles to, to Cody Braden last week. I mean, Cody Braden had been excellent up to that point. And they just kind of gave him some troubles last week early in the first half, causing two turnovers. But I believe St. Thomas, second best team in the conference, I believe they will they will beat Ave and kind of end Ave's little Cinderella story they got going on right now with a 4 and 1 season, which they probably haven't seen in a few years, even uh,
0: maybe the program. What do you think, Ken? When was the last time they were 4 1? Do you think?
2: I want to say in the past two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as as of late, you could say they haven't. This has been definitely their best start. Um, but, yeah, I, I like St. Thomas, probably going to pull away, pull away late, win by a few touchdowns, maybe. Maybe a touchdown and a field goal. Um, but moving on, Florida Memorial, um, or Weber welcomes Florida Memorial this weekend on Weber's homecoming alumni weekend. Um, huge game for Weber, really, if you look at it. You know, the last time Weber had a had a heartbreaking loss last the last minute of the game, they ended up having a statement pro- program statement win with Southeastern. So it's one of those things where if they can repeat that same same kind of energy there, they're going to give they're going to. Flomo's going to have a really long day ahead of them.
0: It kind of reminds me also of last year. We beat Faulkner this year. That was last year. We beat the 15th rank. we were 0 and 6 at the time. Welcome in a 15th rank, like 6 and 1 Faulkner team. Beat them. This year we go to Southeastern and beat them for the fourth time in their program's history. They lose uh, at Victory Field, first time beating them in seven years, obviously a huge win. The next week we lose to a team who we felt like we would win against. Same thing happens this year against Ave Maria. Last year was Florida Memorial. We come back the next week and face another opponent who we should beat. Last year Warner, this year Florida Memorial – I and mean, we'll see how if history will fully repeat itself, but we won that Warner Game 72 to 28, and we would love to have that. Uh, Absolutely.
2: Statement. I mean, for the sake of Weber's program, Weber's confidence, as well as their hope, destiny and the Sun Conference, with already having one loss to a team that they necessarily didn't expect to lose to, if you're going to win a Sun Conference championship, losing right. to an Abe team is not a great strategy there. Um, but Flomo seems to be the punching bag As of late Teams having a, a tough loss Rough loss, whatever you know, It just seems that Florida Memorial rolls in Just that next week Or hosts a team just that next week And they just take their anger out Their frustration out on them That's just kind of the trend so far We Like, like Reagan said We'll see if you know history repeats itself If Weber can do just that They need it in a bad way Definitely going to have the home foot advantage Fully rocking with the alumni The homecoming I'm sure there's going to be Probably the attendance is going to be at an all time high for the season at this game. Hmm. Most feet. likely. I know Weber doesn't have the greatest or the biggest stadium yet, um, which I hope they do in They're the, doing in the future.
0: They're building something out there. They have something being built.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean, you guys deserve it. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Man. But yeah, I definitely feel like <laughs> Weber is going to get right back on track and head into, I believe you guys play uh, St. Thomas next, correct?
0: In conference, yeah. After this one, we have the our Richmond? D3 team, yeah, the Virginia Lynchburg. Yeah, okay, Lynchburg, team. yeah, not yeah, Richmond. Yeah. Okay. And then we have at St. Thomas
2: and versus Kaiser. So, yeah, huge one for Weber this weekend. I believe Weber will win. So, you know, Weber beating Flomo, St. Thomas beating Ave, and Kaiser beating Southeastern. Um, should be an interesting weekend. Really looking forward to watching that Kaiser Southeastern game. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, and I do think out of all three, the one thing that we could see is Ave giving St. Thomas a little bit of a tougher game than most would anticipate. So Fine. definitely that one has a star next to it in my book. Really looking forward to the weekend. Some three really good games, three really meaningful games. Um, yep. and once again, shout out, you know, Tyler, happy
0: birthday, man. Yeah. Happy birthday, dude. All right. That good for you? All good. All right. Um, uh, I guess we'll start with volleyball. Look, we have the hottest team in the conference versus a team coming off their biggest win uh, of the year with St. Thomas and Coastal Georgia. Uh, I'm not – I don't think Lightning's exactly going to strike twice for Coastal Georgia. I think St. Thomas will take care of business there. They got a heck of a little road trip here. St. Thomas is going up to Brunswick, 2 o'clock tip-off with – uh, them and Coastal and coming to Babson Park Sunday to play at one o'clock. Absolutely not. That shouldn't oh, be allowed. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But that's terrible. Yeah, I'll be on the call for that St. Thomas game. That's gonna be electric seeing them. Hopefully, hopefully they they play well. I mean Weber's got the summer. They got to play Kaiser and then they got to play St. Thomas back to back. But it's yeah mini gauntlet. Yeah. yeah, it's at home though. Both of them mm-hmm. need one of those bad. Got to especially after what's happened recently. Got to. Alright. Um uh, as I said, yeah, Kaiser's playing Weber. They're Weber.
2: they're playing Kaiser at the same time the football game?
0: Yeah, I know right? That might be the it's most terrible. flawed scheduling I strategy.
2: Well, I don't know. Out of all weekends, you pick the alumni weekend, the homecoming weekend to put a Volleyball game when there's a football game going on, yeah. Well, I want you tend to do it before or after, yeah. If you do five it, o'clock, yeah, five o'clock tip ball, you came out of the football player, especially now. The you're, football you get wins. The, everybody out of there by 7.30 at the latest, and you're not ruining their evening, yeah. Exactly. First day, I
0: don't, I don't, get it. I, I think make it's the conference. Sense. Conference always plays at two o'clock on Saturdays, so I don't, it, it, is, what it, is, it is what it is at this point, yeah. Um, what doesn't surprise us at this not, point? Not, yeah, not at all. Um, but not, neither one of those games are the ones that I'm really going to be keeping my eye on. Well, technically, not keeping my eye on because they're all at the same time it's football, of course. But the one I'm going to be most interested in seeing is down in Miami Gardens with Southeastern taking on Florida Memorial. Both teams coming off of you know good a good win for Southeastern beating Ave Maria, and then a great stretch of games from. Florida Memorial, who beat Kaiser, has beaten Warner. I believe they beat either is either Ave or Saint. It was Ave. They beat Ave, I believe, earlier. Uh, Weber. Uh, I know they beat Weber. Um, they're on a good little stretch here. They've gotten hot at the right time, and if they win this one, they'll be in prize. I mean, they you can mess around. This might be the third best volleyball team in the conference. And I think they are. I think Flomo is the third best volleyball team sitting right there. Getting the hot at the right time. Yeah, getting hot at the right time. Uh, switching over to women's soccer. There are two big games I'm going to be interested in seeing. Uh, We'll start kind of at the, not kind of at the bottom of the conference as Warner is taking on Florida Memorial. Um, You know, Flowmo, if you're going to win a conference game, a game this year, it's probably going to have to be this one. Uh, Warner, if you want to get in the get in the conference tournament, you have to win this game. Simple as that. All right, then in Thomasville, really interesting game. We have Thomas versus Ave. Um, Ave coming off a Tough loss to a really good Southeastern team. Thomas coming off a tough loss to a really good, really good Kaiser team in a game. They feel like they should have at least gotten a point. I already talked about that. already covered those bases with that one. Uh, they're going to be a good game, but I think Thomas will handle them in a something about 3-0. I think 3-0 Nighthawks there. Um, and we head over to a big game in Savannah, Georgia with the Scadbees. And look, I'm not going to ooh and ah over them any more than I already have. But they welcome in Thomas, and this is get right. I mean, this is okay. What kind of team are y'all? Can y'all go and play the perfect game of soccer, and then two days later, play another good game of soccer? And you can You're do that. Have to. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will, and I think they'll keep marching to the buzz of their own bees, man. I mean, nice one. I, mean, I like that one. Nice pun. No, nah, not bad. I've been on one. Been on one. I'm
2: not gonna lie, as of late, I've been on. Pretty good with my puns too. It's just uh,
0: weird. I, I, I think he's just hanging around me. Might be. Yeah. It's contagious. Are you? Like COVID. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. So I do think Sky will win that one. But don't don't sleep on St. Thomas. They gave Kaiser a tough uh, game a couple of weeks ago. But the big one, the top ten matchup, and it will be the SunCast game of the day. This for Super Saturday in the Sun Conference, the SunCast game of the day will be a top 10 matchup in Lakeland at three o'clock as the number 10 Southeastern Fire hosts the Kaiser Seahawks. And this is gonna be a really interesting game. I I think this is the biggest test Kaiser has faced since beating Tennessee Southern in Orange Beach earlier in the year. Southeastern's playing good soccer if they can continue the success they had the last 75 minutes of the game for the majority of the game against Ave Maria. into Kaiser, and Kaiser doesn't quite have that that last little step in them that they kind of had against Thomas, watch out. There could be the upset that we have not seen yet. I don't think we'll see it. I think Kaiser will hold on, but watch out. I think Southeastern does have a real shot, but I'm going to lean towards the Seahawks. Having to go through these games a little bit quickly, you know, student-athlete stuff, got exams, and I got to sleep, man. We got a game tomorrow. <laughs>
2: I got to sleep, too, a yeah. long day.
0: Yeah, man. Ugh. Um, all right, men's soccer. Uh, okay, uh, St. Thomas is taking on SCAD. Um, also, in men's soccer, this game will not be like the women's game. In fact, it will probably be about the opposite. St. Thomas is playing the best soccer right now or some of the best soccer in the NAIA. Uh, SCAD is not quite that strong. I think St. Thomas will handle them easily, probably about four or five to nothing. Uh, men's soccer Warner takes on Atlanta. I like to talk about their non-conference game. Ave Maria will travel to Lakeland and take on Southeastern. Look, Ave Maria, the wheels have fallen off the wagon. I was with y'all. I was rocking with y'all when y'all were four and and0. You know, got four and three, and I said y'all got to get at least one of the next three. You didn't get any of them. you lost eight in a row, and now you're taking on Southeastern, who is in a must-win scenario after losing to Kaiser. They got to win if they want to stay stay in the top three. And I think they'll do that just fine. And uh, it's going to be a lot to a little. And then the, big, uh, the, the one i want to see the most, look, Florida Memorial is the best 1-7-3 team in the country. I don't care what you say. And they're facing a Thomas team who's doing, doing a lot of traveling themselves. I've taken on Florida College earlier this week. They're heading down to Miami Gardens. Um, look, I think both teams are good. I think they're strong defensively. And I think they attack well uh, on their set pieces and are very opportunistic. But my gut is telling me Thomas will go down and take care of business against Flomo and pick up a huge three points to possibly push themselves uh, or at least apply the pressure to Weber, who's in the fourth spot, try to get up there a little bit more. So I will lean towards Thomas. All right. um, That's it. That's all I got. You want to do college football? Absolutely. All right. We'll do it really quick, five minutes, and we got to be in and out. Josh, do you have your upset pick? I do, sir. All right, what you got? Kansas State over TCU. Kansas State over TCU. TCU minus three and a have... half.
2: I like Kansas State.
0: Okay, I like the UCLA Bruins. I was going to go
2: there, but why did I have an idea that you were going to go there yeah, and I course. needed to be different? Nah, they're good, good. But I, I think there's another one that we should all keep an eye on, though, is mm. Mississippi State and Alabama. And one yeah. thing I'm really frightened about is Tennessee 12 o'clock kickoff hangover effect.
0: Hmm against you too, Martin. It's Did you watch
2: school. how Georgia played?
0: It, yeah, but that's an FBS school. That's a, this is an FCS. No way. I mean, what? No, I don't. Not terrible. Four and two. They're not terrible. I don't.
2: You know how that I mean, goes. I don't,
0: I don't. I don't think so.
2: I don't think so either. But I'm saying, just watch out for hanging. I think if country. they were
0: playing Kentucky, Kentucky this week, Mississippi State this week, and Arkansas. Um, I mean, heck, even. Like an Appalachia State or Georgia Southern, you have a Tennessee Martin. No, nah, man, I'm not saying it. But you know, also, so.
2: you know, you got to watch the Orange just to define their season mm-hmm. against Clemson. Um, sure, I, I think that, like you said, I think that UCLA game will really see what kind of team they are if they can yeah. beat Oregon. If they can't beat Oregon, it will just be the same old 8-4 UCLA we are used to seeing. Um, at least like a few years ago. Yeah. And also I think Texas is going to beat Oklahoma State. Quinn Evers is just going to dink and dunk all day long. No problem at all. Yeah.
0: Hey, also, I uh, just want to mention real quick, there is another game that uh, was I did not. I'm glad I checked the Sunday schedule. Men's soccer. This is a huge game. Uh, Kaiser is taking on Weber International. Uh-oh. Kaiser's playing great soccer. They got to come to the Bav though. Weber's playing great soccer. I think both teams just had their best Sun Conference games. Uh, Southeastern, uh, excuse me, Kaiser beating Southeastern two nothing. And then Weber beating Florida Memorial three to one. Talked about that in the midweek wrap up earlier. Uh, I think this will be a really good game. Uh, I, and I, 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 I like the Warriors, man. I, I'm, I'm on. I, I've been tough on Weber overall this episode. Uh, just being straight up with you, I was tough on volleyball. I was tough on women's soccer. I think men's soccer and well, you said football, but I think men's soccer will put a shining light on what was what was very tough midweek for Weber and. I think they win. I think they upset the defending national I champions. Hope so. That would be sick. It would be very sick. That would be sick. Okay. Um let's see. There's so much Are there there are some other topics I want to dive into with college football. I just feel like we have been on this air enough. Honestly. Yeah. This already a long enough episode and we gotta get going. I think we gotta give people give people good content. Absolutely. Uh where are we at t- with shirts?
2: Shirts are in the process of being designed at the moment. Okay. The, the person we're working with does have a full-time job. Okay. So it is, it's not necessarily the first thing on our agenda, but it is, has been brought to their attention, okay. has been added to their to-do, to-do task to-do right. list. So like I said, none. In a week or two, we should have a, pre- a design
0: at least to push out. AKA, we're college athletes. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Okay. All right. You got anything else, man? That's it. All right. Again, happy birthday. Love you, brother. Love you, man.